What's up, everybody out there? This is another episode of the PlayStation Report. I'm Frank, alongside Tyler. How you doing, baby? I'm okay. How are you? I'm doing just fine. It's E3 week. It is. Um, I mean, by the time this goes up, E3 will be technically over. I think it actually ends today, mm-hmm. the day we're recording. Uh, the show floor closes, and everyone has had their hands on video <coughs> games out there in Los Angeles. Obviously, neither of us out in Los Angeles this week. Yeah. Um, but we did watch all the conferences together. Yes, we did. Most of them. We did. We had a very good time. Uh, Sunday, Monday. Lots of yes. drinking and fun. A lot of beers have been. Oh, uh, yeah. Yes. There was a lot. Absolutely. Yeah. My kitchen counter was pretty hilarious to see. <laughs> yeah. Just how much stuff was up there Yeah. by the end of the day. Yeah, it was a good time. Oh, kind of an interesting show this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You I, know. Yeah, it, it felt like the people who were there had stuff to show. But it also was like there weren't as many people there, obviously, since Sony decided to pull out. Um, yeah, it, but then also the ones that had things to show didn't have a ton of new things to show. Yeah, you know, it, it's it, yeah, it was a show that was very clearly, you know, the industry. It's <coughs> kind of in a transition period. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I I just felt like, and a lot of the word coming out of it is like, yo, there isn't much here at E3. We're done by like the second day. So, yeah. <coughs> just hearing that word of mouth from people who are there, it's like, well, I guess they'll do another one next year. They announced one for next year. Yeah. And at least based off of some of the things that got announced... Next year is going to be a pretty big year, potentially. Yeah, but also a lot of that stuff was announced to be released before E3 next True. year. So, like, the whole first half of the year next year is just packed. Oh, it's and wild, that first half. Yeah. I, 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 I cannot it. imagine everything stays where it is. No. Because not not all those games will survive such a crowded release window. There's a big game that we're going to get into that got A big off. game? I I think there is definitely <laughs> okay. There's a big new game, and then there's a big game for people who there's Cyberpunk and Final Fantasy VII remake are very close to each other. <coughs> they are. I think they hit their dates. I'm talking about Avengers. I don't. I have, I, feel, I have yet to believe that's going to be a big thing. I think it'll be a big thing. Um, I just feel maybe the, some of the feedback they're getting is not what they expected. I oh. could see them delaying that game. Okay, let's think about it here for a second. What Marvel movies are going to be out there by then, between now and then? Because by then I mean, it'll be don't. over a year since Endgame. I mean, we don't... <coughs> We don't know, but um, they're, they're going to announce stuff here soon. They're waiting. Yeah, but there's not going to be a Spider-Man. big Avengers movie. It's going to be a lot of like other smaller characters, yeah. and I'm not going to spoil but anything. Still but there's hype for Marvel. Yeah, there's still hype for Marvel, but the Avengers as we know them now, some of Maybe. them, 
I'm not going to spoil Endgame, but you know that there's going to be some problems. Like, there's a disconnect there of what's popular in the movies and what's going to be out there in this game. Maybe. But at the same time, it's Avengers. It's Marvel. You know, those are pretty pretty big properties. So, mm-hmm. I think it'll be a big thing, but I can see it just based off of what we saw and what we're hearing. I can see it being delayed, in the, but then also just being maybe a little di- disappointing. It's, but I, I hope not. It's very clearly an expensive game. And <laughs> oh, absolutely. Based on the talent they're hiring. And like it, it's the Marvel license that can't be cheap. Right. I mean, yeah, it's there's a lot riding on it. I'm just not confident that it does as well as they expect. And, you know, Square Enix and expectations. Tomb Raider didn't meet expectations, even though it did very well and all that kind of stuff. I'm just not sure that I'm just I'm wondering what Square Enix actually expects of this game. Probably expect big things. Yes. And whether it reaches those to be seen, I'm just not confident at the moment. Yeah, we'll see. I'm looking at an article on IGN, which I think is pretty sums up E3 2019 pretty well. Is the biggest loser of E3 2019 is the year 2019. Like, there's big games coming out the rest of the year. Don't get me wrong. I mean, September is fucking stacked for ten days. I mean, it's yes. crazy. Um, but man, a lot of the games, the, the biggest games of the show are all 2019 games in terms of just title. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, Cyberpunk and Final Fantasy VII and Watch Dogs, Legions, Halo Infinite. You know, they're they're all 2020 things. New consoles next year. You know what I mean? There, there, there wasn't really any surprise, in my opinion, for 2019. Mm, yeah. We yeah, all kind of knew what... <coughs> what we're getting but there's plenty of games i'm still looking forward to that we'll get into yeah i I it kind of sums up the show yeah and also the 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 one weird thing of e3 2019 that i feel everyone was feeling and i felt like nintendo's conference in to a degree square enix's was a little bit of breath of fresh air in that so many trailers and no gameplay yeah. in E3 2019. Like, when Ubisoft opened up with, like, 15 minutes of Watch Dogs Legion, it was like, thank you. Because by that point, it was like, you know, Microsoft had a lot of games, but hardly any gameplay. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, show us some gameplay of your most marquee titles. Gears 5 is a huge game coming out in three months, and you don't show us anything. Yeah, we, like, just, get, yeah. we just got like, this weird trailer where the... We got a bunch of facial expressions. Right. And like they did a stream afterwards. Yeah. And okay, that's fine. But not everybody's going to tune into those streams. You know, it's, it was just a really strange thing. Ubisoft ending on a new IP that comes out in February that, and hardly shows us anything of it. Like, what are you doing? I, I just don't understand. That, that sort of thing was a little disappointing, mm. I think. Like, I, I'm all for other streams, GN, whatever. Um, but you gotta show a little bit. Yeah, you have to. I mean, especially like games that are coming out sooner rather than later. I mean, yeah, you, you'd expect something that's out in about seven months to have something out there. But yeah, it's yeah. I mean, yeah, 
it's I, just weird. Yeah, it, it's it's a weird E3. I expect next year's to be a lot different, very different. And I think another surprising thing was that Microsoft didn't like didn't actually have a name for their new console yet. I thought they'd have that. Um, right. But they they talked about their new console, but didn't really like. It, I don't know. They they just gave a release window for it. Yeah. And Talk said some, some things that it will do. Yeah. Exactly. But we still don't have a firm grasp on what that console, what like price point. I mean, we expect price point and stuff next year, but like I expected to, to know at least a little bit more. Right. And they hyped that up. Yeah. And then they had the floor. They like they had E3 to themselves uh, as platform holders go concerned. I mean, it's Yeah, it was strange, but there are some things we should talk about. Yeah. And from Microsoft's conference too, like there are some games there that are Definitely. relevant to the PlayStation audience. And uh we, just get into it I, I say we just go in order a little bit yeah here uh outer worlds kicked off microsoft's conference game looks amazing yeah it's it looks impressive um i it looks like what we want from the studio who brought us fallout new vegas yes it, it, except yeah it's i i think it's exceptional i think that the creative freedom that they're they have with this new ip Plus, what they've done, their pedigree—it's—it's it's exciting to see Obsidian make this game. And Agreed. this is probably the last game Obsidian puts out that's going to be multi-platform like this. Now that they're under Microsoft ownership. Yep. Yeah, the game looks great. The fact that it's on the shorter side makes me very happy. Um, it's sci-fi. I love love sci-fi stuff. It. Yeah. October twenty-fifth. Yeah, and the way that they build their games, take Fallout New Vegas, for example, like the the whole branching path, like the different factions and stuff like that, you take that and you make a shorter game out of that, you can replay that game and not feel bad about yeah. spending hundreds and hundreds of hours playing the same game. Yep. So yeah, um, I think Bleeding Edge is an exclusive. Yeah. Yeah, that's Ninja Theory's new game. Very Overwatch. Let's go back down here. I think the next thing that's relevant is, uh, unless you had anything more to say about Outer Worlds. No. All right. So, uh, Minecraft Dungeons is the next thing. Yep. Diablo plus Minecraft Spring 2020. Yeah. Game looks great. Yeah. And Microsoft doing the... They own Minecraft. They do. But they're going to put this game out everywhere like they do Minecraft yeah. because they know it's worth it. Yes. It also surprises me a little bit. Like, I, I get the base game Minecraft not pulling that. Yeah, it's already out there. And yeah, and it makes so much money. Still sells so much. Um, but I could see maybe a timed exclusive, maybe working for them mm -hmm. with Minecraft for any other property. So interesting but i like the take on it mm -hmm. <coughs> yeah i i like diablo minecraft is cool yeah we'll yeah. see i'm wondering if there's going to be any 
creation aspect to it. Yes. Create your own yes. dungeons. We didn't see any of that, but that would be very interesting. Um, I think next up is Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah. Tyler, I'm going to let you talk about this because no one wants to hear me talk about a Star Wars thing. <laughs> um, I think this game looks pretty solid. Um, the thing that I like about it is the combat to me seems very enjoyable. A uh, little power fantasy like that a Jedi has of a Jedi in the movies just rips through dudes for the most part. Um, that leads me to one of my concerns of difficulty. Like, is this game going to be too easy? I don't know. I, I, I'm sure they're well aware of that over at Respawn and they're going to tailor the game. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, I think the game, it, it has <coughs> what I want in Star Wars games, which is, you know, some Jedi action, some campaign, some story, um, kind of something more, a little, little more, uh, straightforward. I hope the story is interesting. I hope the characters are interesting, uh, from the gameplay, hard to tell. Um, but I like, uh, I personally am enjoying what I'm seeing from the game. I'm not over the moon about it. I thought I was going to be a little bit more hyped uh, for it than I am right now. Um, just because the f the f when you say Respawn, Star Wars, Jedi, and single player, that gets me very excited. But, but seeing it, I was like, okay, this is cool. I can probably get behind this. Um, yeah, I, I hope it pans out. I think it's cool seeing Respawn you know, seeing Respawn do something new that isn't a shooter. Um, let them spread their wings a little bit. Stig uh, is a fantastic director, so I'm looking forward to that game. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I have concerns about that game, but yeah. then again, a lot of it has to do with I don't give a shit that it's Star Wars. I just want the game to feel fun and have a good story, and we'll see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, there were certain things where he was just freezing guys yeah. left and right with the I, force. And if I'm you like, can just spam powers, gonna cool. that's going to be... That's yeah. going to make for a very boring game. Like, they, they have to be on some sort of cool down, yeah. you know, or, or something like that. But they didn't really show that. Mm-hmm. But but I I liked some of the things you could do like the dude he froze a bullet then grabbed the the stormtrooper and then just threw him into the bullet. Why are you shooting like, yourself? Why are you shooting yeah. yourself? I'm like that's goofy and that's fun and and I liked when he went up against the uh, the baddie that I don't know what what it was it had some pole like weapon yeah uh, and it was a little bit tougher of a fight just the movement seemed pretty pretty cool. Um, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I, yeah. It's next. And, yeah. And the, the last thing I'll say is I almost feel like there needs to be a catch to this game. Like, it's EA. Like, yeah. what is the catch? We'll see. If there is one. There there might not be one, but I'm, I'm just waiting for that to be revealed. Mm. I don't know. This yeah. comes, yeah. All right. Uh, so I think Blair Witch is an exclusive for Xbox. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's coming to Xbox and PC, but okay. I, I don't think it's coming to PlayStation. Hmm. 
it's interesting. I mean, that's, that's what I just weird. read. So maybe yeah. interesting. Yeah. Uh, but after that, Ugh. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it's up there. Yeah. We got a trailer. We did. And at the end of the trailer. There was a release date. There, were, there was this man who looked... Well, yes, there was a release date. Oh, yeah. Well, okay, no. Yeah, yeah. no. At the end right, of the first right. trailer, there was a man who looked a lot like one Keanu Reeves. Yes. Johnny Silverhand. Yep. And then Keanu Reeves comes out on stage. Very excited. The crowd obviously eating this up. Yeah. That was great. And, yeah, we got a release date. And a pretty good gif to to use in the future of Keanu Reeves. Yes. Pointing up to a screen and then... Check yeah. this out. Yeah. I got something to tell you. Yeah. Uh, CD Project Red. Cyberpunk 2077. <laughs> yeah. Such an amazing moment. But we did get a release date. April 16th, 2020. I owe you dinner. You do. You do. I'm not mad that I owe you dinner. I was more hopeful than anything that it would be this year. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, from the rumors, they were targeting this year. Yeah. But it it slipped. I'm still a little bit in shock that this game's coming out in April. I mean, I I really thought it was going to be a fall 2020 game. Mm -hmm. And that's what they were going to tell us. But April, I'm like... Dude, that's that's going to be a great time. Uh, do you think games will get out of the way of this one? Yes, I think so too. And I, it's not going to be as big as like a Red Dead, but it's yeah. still p- potentially the biggest release of 2020. Yeah, we'll see. You could one could make the argument. Yeah, um, we'll see what comes out when consoles are announced and launch lineups are announced. Right. Yeah. But at least in terms of what we know for 2020 right now, like confirmed, I mean, holy crap. What yeah. a hype game. What a great trailer, too. I really enjoyed that trailer. Yeah. Um, I mean, the trailer was good, but CD Projekt Red, like, the, they're still screwing up some things around, like, some social issues. There, there are definitely some problems that, yeah, the, it's it's disappointing because I want to love Cyberpunk 2077, but then they go out and do some things that are not cool, like what? to say the least. Uh, so there was this key art that went out uh, via NVIDIA that was pretty transphobic. Oh, uh, interesting. Did and their that. defense is, oh, it's a it's satire. Mm. It's it. And without any, like, when you want to do satire, you have to go all the way and attack the ideology that's behind it. Mm-hmm. And they don't, they haven't been convincing enough on that front at all to hide behind its satire. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm just very curious how they're going to handle stuff like that. Because cyberpunk is a genre that has its issues. Like, I'll there's a lot of racism that yeah. is associated with cyberpunk and it, even like with some of the characters in the trailers like they go to some very stereotypical places with with their characters like the uh latino character that you're that's your sidekick there there's some problems with how he's presented but 
We'll see. There, there's a freaking, uh, from the demo that I heard, there's a faction called the Voodoo Boys. <laughs> uh, man, right. if you're going to name, they have to be very careful with how, how they go with certain stuff like that. And uh, I'm just, I'm not convinced they'll do that well. I hope this, I hope they prove me wrong. I, I'm i curious enough to play this game. And yeah, I, I just, I feel like I want to play this game, but I don't want to divorce it entirely from like a lot of the stuff they've done because they, they, G, CD Projekt Red has had some problems on its social media front and its PR front. Yeah. And yeah, I, I just think it's important to remember that before you just, before we talk about like how great the game is, is like that, those two things have to be together. You can't just ignore the fact that, oh shit, they did this really shitty thing, but the game's good. Yeah, I, I see which, where you're coming from. I mean, sometimes that, those things definitely can be ignored with a game like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, they're going to keep, I feel like, like they got Keanu Reeves. I, I heard an article that he has a very big part in that game. Mm-hmm. Like he's recorded a lot of dialogue for that game. They have a shit ton of money from The Witcher 3. They're going to throw, keep throwing other celebrities at us, more likely than not. Yeah. And the, a lot of that, I feel, is a little bit of a distraction. Like, it's like, hey, ignore all the stuff that, all the heavy baggage that comes with cyberpunk. Look at our celebrities. Look at this cast. And we can't just, we cannot give in to... Like, oh, yeah, they casted a ton of people we like. Who cares if they did something shitty? Mm-hmm. But I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. I really do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how it pans out. At least gameplay-wise, I mean, everything I I heard in red sounds fantastic. You know, a lot of the, the way they've evolved some things, you know, seems to be a lot deeper of an RPG than Witcher 3 was. And there's a cool meter how cool is that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I I'm, I'm not denying that they can do some they they're going to do some really rad things with how you yeah. play this game. Yeah, no. it, that's going to good. Yeah, Sorry. no. It it's going to be very interesting how they handle like story and stuff like in narrative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say the one thing is like I feel like some of the things I've read and listened to about Cyberpunk from E3 so far is like holy shit this game game of the year 2020 basically like calling it here it'll be your favorite game of all time like just like i have no doubt that this game will be great you can't say that before the whole game's out exactly like you're coming out of e3 there's a glow from e3 everyone's high on video games you know let's just play the game let's just wait because judging 2020 there's a lot of fucking shit coming out next year that that could definitely and presumably things to be announced f- for yeah. next year. Yeah, like I'm excited for it. I have no doubt that it'll be great. But let's just not call it game of the year quite yet for next year. You know. Yeah. So yeah. But yeah, I owe you dinner. You do. Yep. Yep. Uh, do yeah, I'm. I'm just trying to go down here. I, I'm not sure if there's anything else. I mean, they had. Is Wasteland Three going to be multi-platform? Because the first two were, but they bought that studio. I don't. Yeah, 
Yeah, they bought in in exile. Wasteland <coughs> three. Let's. I'm, so I'm, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there was, it's, it's that's an Xbox exclusive. Interesting. Like the first two games are multi-platform. Interesting. Is Spirit Fair an Xbox exclusive? That was a smaller title. Know. That looked interesting. But no, it's it's also coming to PlayStation. It's okay. so yeah. You it looks like it takes place on a ship, and yeah. there's a lot of character interaction. It has a pretty neat art style. Yep. Microsoft did buy Double Fine. Yes, and they also bought the publishing rights for Psychonauts Two with that. Correct. Uh, I and think then, Psychonauts Two still coming to PS4 though, right? I think so. It would be weird for it not to, since they've already done all that work. Right. But yeah, I mean, won't be seeing much Double Fine on PS4 anymore. No. Moving forward. I wonder games like um, Rad. I think that's still coming to uh, PlayStation. Because, I like, unless they decided... They have a PlayStation build. Unless they decided, like, hey, we're just not going to release this build. Like, because I played this game on a PlayStation at PAX East. Yeah. So, it, it wouldn't make sense. Um, but, yeah, I... That's that. Uh, I think the next big... I mean, it's a big thing for fans. Uh, Lego Star Wars Skywalker Saga is coming next year. I mean, I I played those oh, Lego Jack. Star Wars games. Yeah. I I think I played the first three. Um, but yeah. I'm jacked for this game. Uh, the Complete Saga is the one you can get on PS3 uh, right now, which has the first six movies, and mm-hmm. now they're going to have... Um, the Force Awakens, Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker, plus those other six, and I think they're reworking them a little bit too, based off of uh, you know new advancements in the Lego games. Mm. <laughs> you know, it hasn't advanced that much, but the Lego Star Wars games are great. I like them a lot, so I'm looking forward to this one. I, I was wondering because they did just the Force Awakens, yeah. Then they didn't do The Last Jedi, so I was wondering how they were going to deal with that, if they were just going to do the new trilogy, but all of them makes sense. All of them. I wonder, it doesn't sound like it, but I wonder if they'll work in Solo or Rogue One in any way, maybe DLC. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, that that's an exciting one for next year. Yes. Also coming next year. My favorite space saga, Dragon Ball Project Z. Yeah. I think this came out as Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Yes. A, a title that springed up. Um, but it's an action RPG coming out next year. I guess you'll play through the story of Dragon Ball Z. Um, but yeah, I, I like Dragon Ball. I think this could be rad. I don't know yet. It doesn't look as good as Dragon Ball Fighter Z looks. Yeah, I mean, this is also coming out of Bandai Namco. Like, the, mm-hmm. you'd assume they. I don't know. I'm not sure what team is working on this, but I, I want it to be good. But I, I'm just, again, not convinced yet. Right. We'll see more. Uh, I'm not sure about the next two. 12 minutes in Way to the Woods. Do you know? I'm pretty. I would imagine that. 
12 minutes is definitely on PS4. Yeah. Because um, that game's been in development for a while. And that, yeah, that game looks very interesting. Like, kind yeah. of a top down in a room and a time interactive game. thriller is how they yeah. called it. It it seemed very cool. I kind of want to play that game. Yeah. And then Way to the Woods looks like you're playing as a deer smashing shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure about the exclusivity on that. Um, and then we got Dying Light 2. Dying Light 2, yeah. Yeah. So, Dying Light 2 turns out it's going to be published by Square Enix. Yes. Uh, the trailer we got, I thought was fine, but didn't really do anything to get me excited for Dying Light 2. Mm-hmm. You know, the way the world reacts to you in Dying Light 2 that they talked about last year sounds interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess they showed off a little bit more character and, and fighting and movement and stuff, but we kind of knew that stuff. Yeah. Kind of know how Dying Light plays, you know? Yeah. Show, show a little bit more of a deeper dive of it, but spring. Spring 2020. 2020. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a lot of Xbox stuff. Um, I guess Crossfire 2020, it said first to console on Xbox One. Yeah. Um, that's this first person shooter that none of us really know about. But is apparently mega popular in like China. Yeah. China, Asia. Korea, Japan. Yeah. So I guess you can expect that sometime on PlayStation 4. Um, Next one is Tales of a... I I was just going to say, I guess that's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's apparently huge in Asia. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, Tales of Arise was next. Yeah. yeah, It's one of the Tales of series games. The art style looks very cool. I... I've only played one Tales game, and that was an old PS3 one, a PS3 uh, game. This game looks so fucking good. Yeah. From from an art style, I'm like, I kind of can't believe that's a Tales game. Mm-hmm. You know, they they really uh, reinvented themselves with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we got a Borderlands three trailer. Yeah, new classes. New classes seems fun. And then DLC's they announced they announced the DLC being out for free on Borderlands Two. Yeah, we should hop on that. Yeah, right, download it. Uh, and then we got a trailer for Elden Ring. Yeah, the new FromSoft game. Holy shit! Like they didn't show much, but what they did show looks pretty cool. This is the one they had in collaboration with George R. R. Martin. Yes. Unfortunately, this leaked. This entails and a few other Bandai Namco things leaked mm-hmm. ahead of time. I think the the reaction to this announcement would have been fucking huge if this hadn't leaked. Mm-hmm. It was a cool trailer, and it sounds like a neat game. Yeah, I yeah, mm. I w- I want to get in on Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah, they said it's the most. How they put it, the most either action RPG or just RPG that they've made mm. uh, as a From Software game. Yeah. So that's interesting. But that does it pretty much for uh, stuff that you will you can expect from PlayStation. On yeah. PlayStation. Well, really quick, we should talk about their Scarlet yeah. stuff. Uh, they did talk a little bit more about it uh, and said holiday 2020 is when it comes out, 
basically everything that they talked about was what Sony's targeting. Yeah. They're also going to go with an SSD, go for super fast load times. Yep, go for, you know. The, basically, they said the next generation is not about looks, it's about looks and feel. Mm. Uh, and it sounds like it's a little bit more about the feel than the looks, um, which I think is very exciting, you know, because let's... Graphics will only get so much better. You know, it's not going to be like a, a leap from PS1 to 2 or 2 to 3. Mm. You know, I think it'll be a, a nice leap. But let's get that consistent 60 frames. You know what I mean? Yeah. That that's that excites me. Um, but yeah, nothing didn't seem anything too like, wow, I can't believe Microsoft's doing this. So once again, I, I really think... You know, we're assuming that PS5 is going to launch holiday 2020. Going to probably be similar boxes. I imagine a similar price point, mm-hmm. potentially. And it's really going to come down to the launch lineups and the the games coming yeah. out afterwards. And like, I think it's more also, than ever to I me. think it's also going to come down to whether or not uh, Sony can do something similar to Xbox Game Pass. Because... Yeah. Right now, what you're getting for that Xbox Game Pass Ultimate is great huge. deal. Yeah, it's, yeah, that 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 is true. Games Game Pass will be a big thing that I'm sure Microsoft will continue to push. And mm-hmm. also, just how friendly are they going to be? Both consoles are going to be backwards compatible. Microsoft confirmed that Xbox One controllers will work on Scarlet. Yes. Who knows if they'll have a new controller? But you know, P, uh, Sony didn't say if controllers will move forward on PS5 they said it's backwards compatible though you know it's just they sound so similar yeah <laughs> maybe they're putting out the same box who knows Sony and but, PlayStation together yeah I mean Xbox and PlayStation <laughs> the same man yeah if you could mm, that would be the dream but you know competition's good too we'll I want I want it yeah. I want to know more. I want to know specifics, but we'll have to wait. I want to know what Sony's uh, big... <coughs> His coughing is so annoying, dude. I've had this for over a fucking week now. Um, I want to know what their big launch title is going to be, because Microsoft confirmed Halo Infinite yeah. is going to launch on X, the new Xbox. It's going to be on an Xbox One as well, but that's going to be huge. You know, that's going to be like the Switch launching with Breath of the Wild, potentially. You know, does Sony have anything to match that? <clears throat> yeah. All right. I think that does it for the Microsoft presentation stuff that we should talk about. Let's move on. I, I think the other ones are going to be a little bit shorter here. I mean, just by nature of their conferences were shorter and they had less. Um, next up sequentially would be... Bethesda. Yeah. And Bethesda had some things to show. Some apologizing, but reworked into... Spun very well to a positive message. Yeah. So they came out uh, with Todd... Well, they introduced Todd Howard, um, who t- who was basically apologizing for Fallout 76, but also trying to spin it to be like, yo, you guys stayed with us. And yeah, we're not trying. We're to surprised you're here, sort of yeah. thing, based off of what happened. Yeah, 
But then they talked about Elder Scrolls Blades, which is a mobile game, also coming to Switch, apparently. Um, not much to say about that here. Uh, they had an update on Fallout 76. They had a trailer for wait, the, their Wastelanders DLC, which will, f- with weird applause, include NPCs. It'll be free coming fall 2019. There'll be quest lines and dialogue trees in a Fallout game. Holy shit. Wow, it's like the things that make Fallout fun. (coughs) They were also also, uh, announced a free week-long trial and a new game mode that's already out called Nuclear Winter. It's a 52-player battle royale. I have not yet played it. I don't know how it works. I don't know if it works. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that could be cool, but people don't play Fallout for the shooting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how will that feel? I don't know. I mean, it's cool. Yeah. I don't. What what is the incentive for playing that? Yeah. I Uh, get, you know, it's good that they kind of acknowledge their mistakes a little bit. It's cool that they're sticking with this game. Some of the things sound neat, um, but man, applause for putting NPCs in the game is just yeah. And I think throughout sad. the Bethesda conference, there was a lot of weird cheering, and I think a story went out about the Bethesda guy who was sitting in there, basically being an unpaid corporate shill for Bethesda, which was weird. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think. One of my favorite, uh, next up is one of my favorite uh, announcements of E3, Ghostwire Tokyo. This is coming from, uh, what's their studio? Tango. Tango. Uh, People put out Evil Within in 2, 1 and 2. Yeah, they, it's an action-adventure game. There's a pretty cool trailer. Uh, They introduced the new lead for that studio, um, Ikumi Nakamura. Uh, she seemed very passionate, very excited to introduce this game, which is nice to see. Yep. The trailer, very interesting. We didn't get any gameplay, but the trailer had a pretty cool direction. It seemed... I think it seemed rad as cinematic trailers go. Agreed. It looked amazing from just visually. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, this is one of the best-looking trailers I've ever seen. Yeah, and this is one of the games that was... This is a game that was announced but didn't target a console. So yeah. I imagine maybe next gen for Absolutely. this. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it sounds very exciting. It's uh more of a action game than a horror game, mm-hmm. which is different for Tango, but I think that's that's exciting. Yeah. Interesting, it's a interesting IP for Bethesda to publish. But I think it's cool. Yeah. It's cool that they have this studio. Yep, uh, and then we got our annual ESO showing, uh, where they detail their second half of the year DLC plans. There's a, a big DLC called Dragonhold coming in fall 2019, but before that, there will be a dungeon DLC called Scalebreaker in August. Uh, then they announced a, a mobile game, Commander Keen. Yeah. Yeah. This is where... I think things dipped a, a yeah. little bit. 
Yeah, like the next couple of things also. Like Elder Scrolls Legends, it's a cool game. It's not, they didn't port it to console. They still haven't ported that to consoles. I'm not sure if there's a Switch version of that, but. I don't think there is. Yeah, that's, they announced the Moons of Elsewhere pack coming out. Um, then Rage 2, they announced their plans to continually support that game. None of it seemed particularly interesting, especially having played that game, knowing that a lot of this new stuff does not matter. Yeah, I played a little bit more of that before you guys came over for Ubisoft. Played, um, I just did another mission. I'm forgetting what mission it is. Um, was it one of the, like the main Project Dagger things? Yes. Like, yeah. Yep. And I mean, it was a fine mission. Uh, the worst thing that can happen in that game is when you uh, are stuck in the wasteland with no vehicle. You can call a vehicle. Really? Yeah. What? It never. I, I don't think it. I think it tells you once, but it never prompts you after that. Oh my god! Yeah, you I just have to go to your you vehicles tab and summon a vehicle. Oh, I feel like an idiot now, dude. I ran like two thousand meters to my next <laughs> next objective. I, I hit a few bases along the way just to keep things spicy, but I was like, fuck, this sucks. I feel like a jackass now. All right, I'll have to do that. I'm trying to just pound that game out. I want to yeah. get rid of it. Hmm. But yeah, n- none of this stuff excites me either, as someone currently playing Rage 2. And then it picks up a little bit here. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Um, Wolfenstein. There are two Wolfenstein projects coming out this year. In close proximity, Wolfenstein Cyber Pilot VR is out in July. I don't think they put a specific day on that one. Um, July twenty sixth. They both come out. July oh, they 26th. both. Okay. Yep. Um, but that the VR game, you take control of Nazi mechs and yeah. just take out yeah, Nazis. Yeah, kill some Nazis. <laughs> and then they had a trailer for Wolfenstein Youngblood. Yeah. Which looked pretty rad. I'm very excited for that game. Me too. It's a co-op game. Yeah. Hearing some... I read some interesting things on Game Informer today. The enemies have health bars. They have levels. Which they were saying sometimes makes them a little bit more bullet spongy than they were before. Um, They... At least the the opinion of the the author of the article said that the co-op elements felt a little forced. Um... But there there were some other things that sounded very exciting. Sound like stories cool, settings cool. So the the health bar things kind of yeah that's that, that interests me. I'm like okay, all right, trying some new things. But this is this is a title I think to try some new things. Yeah. Maybe and it's I, I believe it's like a forty dollar game. Yep. So it's thirty dollars uh, base game, forty dollars if you want the buddy pass to share with someone to play oh, with you. Okay. But yeah, a yeah, little over a month away. I'm very excited for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got another announcement. Of course, Arcane working with Machine Games on Wolfenstein Youngblood. Yep. But Arcane Leon has a game of their own that they came out here with, with a trailer for Deathloop. Yes. Featuring this trailer featuring two main characters. Not necessarily clear which is the protagonist or not. But they definitely have opposite goals, trying to break some sort of cycle. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you said when we were uh, talking, when we were watching this, that you can, you wouldn't be surprising if you can play both. Yeah, maybe there's a Dishonored two situation of the story is a little bit different, or perhaps 
You can play either, and you can also you could probably also play multiplayer. Oh, that'd be cool. Very cool. What yeah, if, <laughs> yeah. They, they they said that this game is very much like an arcane game. It's uh, it's going to uh, what they say. It's first person action. It'll have very particularly designed levels that have an open ended structure. I'm like, yes, because that those are the best things about arcane games. <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah. So it excites me. Yeah, and it's exciting to see, like, this is the first thing they're doing since they've done Dishonored. Like, this is their first new yep. IP. Yep. Arcane's is such a fucking great story. Yeah, they're, they, and they're very, like, what they do with level design is probably the smartest level design out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I guess this is kind of tangentially relevant because Sony is going to move into some streaming stuff. Yeah. Uh, so Bethesda has developed its own streaming optimization software, which is meant to, like, when implemented, lower the bandwidth and latency, like band necessary bandwidth and latency between for streaming games. Um, we'll see how that's implemented in the future. Yeah. And then they close on Doom Eternal. Yes. A trailer for that. This trailer looked fantastic. They showed off some of the abilities, some of the new ways combat is going to be done. Like the, I've been hearing so many great things about this game. I kind of just want to stop. I want to stop listening or watching anything on Doom Eternal now. Because even the trailer they showed and what they showed... Is pro- was probably too much yeah. for me. Like they spoiled like a huge moment that would have been really rad if I never saw it. Yeah, sounds like you're going to some very interesting places. Yes, in there. many places. Like yes. there's a reason this isn't just called Hell on Earth. Yes, they dude. talked about like going to heaven. Yep, going they... to the home of the Sentinels, which I'd have to read up on Doom lore to know. Yeah. But that excites me, though. Like, they're, they're really expanding the lore of Doom, man. Like, they, they're basically saying this is a Doom universe, and they're just expanding it. And my goodness, does it look amazing. Just visually, like, jaw-dropping. I mean, the first game was stunning to look at, but this one, I'm, I'm like, give me this game, man. Yeah. Um, and then, the, you know, they showed off a, basically a nice gameplay chunk of combat yeah, a com- they, yeah they showed a combat arena oh my that goodness looks pretty like it looked like it would be yeah. fun to go around in. yeah a lot more movement things you can do a little bit more platforming sort of mm-hmm. stuff uh some like poles you can swing on yeah that all sorts of stuff seems fun of all like that that's that's my only concern is how first person platforming it's gonna be yeah because i'm not necessarily a fan of first person platforming but if they do it well, I, I can forgive it. Yeah, me too. But it seems like they're expanding and in, in improving upon the first game in hopefully all the right ways. Yeah. What I'm hearing and seeing, absolutely. I'm just excited. Um, they also showed off a little bit of the mul- new multiplayer. Yeah. it's Battle mode. Yeah, and I think... <laughs> I'm not sure about this thing. Yeah, it's all. It's kind of like you know, this thing will exist, but who's? I'm not sure who it's for. Yeah, I, I don't. It's an asymmetrical multiplayer, right? So there is what? 
one player Ooh. playing as the Doom Slayer and two people Dude, picking yes. picking a demon and they go at each other. Yeah. That could be cool. I wonder how much legs it's going to have. Mm-hmm. I, that That's the one thing that I th- kind of worry about with the multiplayer. Got a release date, though. November 22nd. Yeah. A little later than either of us thought, but yeah, it's still this year. I I can't wait, man. I know. Me too. You know, we'll we'll give our probably top five most anticipated games of 2019, the rest of 2019 next week. Uh, but I imagine spoilers, that's pretty high on our list. This is this is my number one game. That I'm looking forward to the rest of the year. Why, why, why would you spoil it that much? All you have to say is, this one will appear in my top five. I'm just saying, man. It was already my most anticipated mm. before we even officially knew it was coming out. Yeah. But what's on the rest? Who knows? It's the rest of the list. I don't know. Bethesda's conference was okay. It definitely had some low points, but yes. I th- the highs were good. They were. They were. I, uh, yeah, it's just, it seems every other year with Bethesda is exciting. And it's almost to the point of, like, you don't have to have a conference every year, you know. Like, mm-hmm. I, I get it. They want to make themselves more of a publisher. Having an E3 showcase definitely um, solidifies them a little bit more, but... Man, like next year, what are they going to have next year? You know, be you know, okay, we could learn more about Ghostwire Tokyo or Deathloop, maybe Wolfenstein Three, but that's maybe probably Starfield. a little early. I, I doubt it. I, I highly are you sure that's I, not. Are you sure that's not a launch title for the next generation I'm of consoles? I'm fucking positive. You want to make another dinner bet? I will make another fucking dinner bet with you. That, All right, we'll have to hammer out the details of that one. All right. We will. Uh, but yeah, that, that's... I just think Starfield... I think we're at least two more E3s away from seeing anything of Starfield. Okay. So yeah, I just wonder about next year for them. See, I always make these hopeful bets because <laughs> if I'm wrong, well, no shit. I was, I was being uh, kind of dumb and dumb about it. But uh, if I'm right... Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, we should move on here from Bethesda to the next day, which Ubisoft kicked off with probably one of the one of the better game, better showings of uh, E3, Watch Dogs Legion. Definitely. Oh, some of this stuff leaked, but I think this trailer and what they showed played very well regardless of those leaks yeah so the whole taking control of just about any npc thing is pretty much true yeah this is a Um, game where you're building you're building out your dead sex cell yeah and by that nature you're recruiting npcs yep you basically have to do something for that NPC Mm -hmm. uh, and then kind of do a little bit of an origin mission and then they're yours and they all have different abilities. Um, You know, one's a hacker, one's, I don't know, I guess better combat or sneaking Mm -hmm. or something. I I don't know, but they all have different uh, things that they can do. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, what they showed was interesting because they showed this guy. He was going around doing stuff, uh, very much watchdogs, gameplay, have drones, all sorts of things. Um, and then he died and it said permanent death. Yep. And then you chose another character, you hopped right in their shoes and you kind of keep going. But it seems like the thing that's going to keep everybody glued together is this like AI character. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just wondering, you know, with the overall story, they said there's like 50 missions in the game. So, yeah, like how does that push forward? But, man, yeah. it, it looks cool. Also, London looks like a very interesting place. Visually. You know, one thing I hope it, about this game is that they don't have skill trees. Because if you're managing every NPC... Yeah. Or, well, they're not NPCs at that point. Like, if you're managing so many skill trees, I hope it's just a flat leveling structure mm-hmm. that they, you, when you level to this, you get this and this. I don't want to be managing skill trees if I'm going to also be managing having all these characters. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I never, I never. And that, that's that. a huge thing in Ubisoft games, these yeah. huge ass skill trees. Yep. That was a big thing in Watch Dogs 2. It's a big thing in all Ubisoft games. It though. is. Like, yeah. I mean, look. At that, that's fucking... like one of the one of the core identities of what labels a Ubisoft game. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yes. There's Assassin's Creed. You see that that skill tree. Skill see the Ghost huge. Recon Wildlands skill tree. Ooh. Yeah. But I I just hope it's not that complicated in Legion because there are too many characters you're playing as. Mm-hmm. If there is a skill tree, it should be an overall skill tree, like for the for the whole dead sex cell. Yeah. Rather than for individual characters. Right. That would be ideal for sure. Cause, cause I don't like, it's a totally different game, but kind of still same example of Forza Horizon 4. I personally would rather have the overall skill tree from three rather than having to put skills on individual cars. To me, that's a bummer. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, so I'd rather have an overall skill tree for my whole squad than to have to get the same skills every fucking time for every character. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to sp- have to spend a ton of time, uh, you know, customizing all those guys or getting into their skill trees. That's something in like Dragon Age Inquisition. You'll sit there for fucking 25 minutes before you do anything else. Just going through all your characters and applying skill points and all that stuff. You know, I don't know. I don't find that stuff that much yeah. that that fun. So, that much management, I'll say. Yeah, this game, it got a release date as well. Yep. March 6th of next year. Yes. Already stacking up yeah. early next year. We'll see. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I, I, You know, Watch Dogs 1, a lot of hype. Didn't really live up to it in most people's eyes. 2, not as much hype. But those that played it really enjoyed the game, but it didn't sell as well. How, you know, how was Ubisoft going to reinvent Watch Dogs a little bit? That's a pretty ambitious system. Mm-hmm. Never really seen that done before in a, in a game of that scale of just recruiting anybody in an open world game. So mm-hmm. it's cool. Uh, this game, last thing, is uh, directed by Clint Hawking, who directed Far Cry 2. And Far Cry 2 is known for just being a very bizarre game. So it's it. And then he left. Uh, I think he went to Amazon for a little while and then came back to Ubisoft. And, 
Ubisoft said, here's Watch Dogs, and now you see what he's doing. So he does some interesting mm-hmm. stuff, apparently. Uh, I don't want to talk about that TV show they're making. No. God, that was fucking stupid. Uh, there's a new Rainbow Six Siege season. There's this swanky character with a mustache. Mm-hmm. Meh. They're putting Adventure Time in Brawlhalla. Yep. For people who play that game. And then there was a Ghost Recon Breakpoint trailer, which heavily featured John Bernthal talking. He came out on stage with his dog. Yep. That was very cool. Uh, this, you know, cool trailer. Another thing is like, show us some gameplay, man. Like, I, I don't know, know if I, I need to see gameplay. It's a Ghost Recon game. We already have an yeah, idea. But just a little bit, I think, would have would have been cool. Um, there's going to be a Terminator tie-in. Yeah. You pre-order for Terminator skins, I think. Or no, that was for Gears. Gears. You get Termi- there's two Terminator tie-ins this year. I know. Jesus. It's pretty crazy. Um, but they're also doing another thing for Ghost Recon called Delta Company, which is going to be a community-driven program. Um, yeah, we'll see. They announced a mobile game. Yeah. Tom Clancy's Elite Squad, where they it's it's a go- pretty much going to be a gotcha game where you pull in characters from all the Tom Clancy <coughs> games. The only <coughs> the only appearance of Sam Fisher mm. at E3. Yes, unfortunately. Spoilers. We're going over. No, never mind. Uh, we got, of course, Just Dance is still happening, coming in November. Uh, For Honor. Uh, there's a new DLC, Shadows of the Hitakiri. Looked interesting. There's some ghosts and shit. Yep. Uh, then there's a new Rainbow Six game called Rainbow Six Quarantine, a three-player tactical co-op game, early 2020. Could be cool. Uh, I mean, I I liked that event that they had in Siege uh, with kind of the infected zombies and it was basically left for dead. I mean, why not spin it off to something something on its own? So I think that's that's a cool idea. I nearly fell asleep while they were talking about The Division 2. Awful presentation. They gave a free-to-play trial for three days. And then introduced the DLC plans, like... Showed a meaningless trailer. Yeah. I mean, it was like, check this out, you're hunting somebody down, then it's just like, okay, whatever. Just a really bad uh, presentation of the post-launch plans for this game. New raid coming in episode two, which will be about the Pentagon. Uh, Episode one, you go outside of DC, and that launches in July. And then early 2020 for the last one. Yeah. And then, uh, not really relevant, you play Plus as a PC subscription service. Maybe that'll come to PS4. Maybe, but way. at that price, I, I would not recommend it. Yeah. $14, $14 a month. Correct. Yep. Um, then they, well, I'm not sure. I think this will eventually come to consoles. It has to. Roller Champions, yep. which is kind of a sports game. On rollerblades, it's rollerblades basketball, racing around a track. Looks neat. Yeah. I like rad takes on sports games. Uh, And then the last thing is a trailer for Gods and Monsters coming February 25th next year. And they showed very little. Yeah. So this trailer starts and you're like, wow, this looks like a lot like Breath of the Wild. And uh, 
yeah, I mean, it was an awesome trailer, awesome art style. And then they're like, because the way they were talking about it, it's like Ubisoft Quebec, Assassin's Creed team, they've been, they're working on this game, but it's probably far away. That's Ubisoft tends to do that a lot. Um, and yeah, then you, they say February 25th. I'm like, show us the fucking game. This is what you're ending on. Like, come on, man. Give us five minutes of something. Like, this is a brand new IP, you know? I mean, there's no, unless you do your own live streams, um, or maybe they appear in a state of play inside Xbox or something like there's no other major platform to show off your new IP. There's hundreds of thousands of people watching right now. I just don't understand that decision, but the game looks neat. I'm interested in it. At least what we saw, you know, it's very little. Yep. Ubisoft was all right. Yeah, like they weren't awful, but they just didn't have anything major. But I think they're definitely in in transition. I mean, Watch Dogs is a big thing. Uh, I think Gods and Monsters could be cool. There's a few other things here and there. Ghost Recon, the Division. Mm-hmm. Those things are neat. But uh, yeah, N- definitely not as much pop as they've had the past few years to me. Yeah. But still, I like their conferences. I like their presentation and their pacing. I think they they do very well. But Tyler, let's finish off here with Square Enix. Yes. They lead off with a Final Fantasy VII remake. They did they did a pretty deep dive into this. They went into a gameplay system walkthrough where they walked yep. through how combat is going to work. It's going to be a blend of live action and uh, active time bat- battle. Uh, there's a meter that goes up and you can use that use that meter to deploy skills, magic, and items. Uh, you can switch between characters in battle. Yep. Uh, and then they showed off a long boss battle. Uh, yeah. I I liked what they showed. They probably that boss battle sequence was drawn out a little bit too much. Yeah. Which made me worried about the balance of the game. It um, shows how because. In the original, that boss battle is like two to three minutes. Yeah. Uh, that's what I've heard. I've never played Final Fantasy VII, but that kind of cracks me up. <coughs> it shows how produced and expensive this game probably is. Yeah. And this Those is character models part. looked fantastic. Absolutely. I mean, the whole thing looked fucking amazing. Um, I think the whole uh, kind of s- tactical mode you can get into and then the active stuff i think that is a fantastic way to appease both sides of final fantasy fans that want the old school turn-based and then you know the more action-packed final fantasy 15 style um because it sounds like you, you kind of got to do both in a way um you know i just think it, it seems like a very fun battle system to me and and, it, and definitely different pacing but it reminds me a little bit of Dragon Age in their whole situation of you can do anything active and you can command and do all this stuff but you can also pull back the camera slow things down get really detailed with everything and then I, I love that in Inquisition so I think the battle system excites me mm-hmm. March 3rd crazy so crazy it's finally like there is a date on this and it is soon ish 
Uh, well, it's soon compared to like how other Final yeah. Fantasy things. Part have one, gone. though. We'll see. They said they have an idea of how many games there are, but they're only in like pre-production for the next one right now. So it's going to be a long time before we get all of Final Fantasy VII. I this will definitely be going on to new consoles. But yeah, the first part they said it's only Midgar. You know, you were saying that Midgar, this section of the game was only like five or six hours, um, but they said they're expanding it. The yeah. story of it. I'm curious because I want them to do more. I yeah. want them to do more than what just what that game was because if. If they just follow it step by step of what the original Final Fantasy VII was, I'm not sure that works for me. Mm-hmm. Because I'll know what's coming. I'll know everything that's coming, and there will be no surprises. I want there to be some surprises. Yeah. It was an exciting way to start the show, mm-hmm. I think. Yep. I liked it. Uh, they continued yeah. after this to remind us that Life is Strange is still a video game that they're making. Um, Tyler has run to the bathroom. I wonder, is he, is he having a bad time? Is he having bad poops disease? Who knows? Who could say what Tyler is doing? I'm going to just uh, go through some of the other stuff here that, eh, it's small, quick hitter stuff. Yeah, still making Life is Strange. There's Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Uh, it's getting a remaster. That was announced for this winter for people who were... There's a lot of Final Fantasy stuff throughout this uh, this whole conference. Um, so it was a big night for Final Fantasy fans. Uh, there was also... A, it had already happened, but they put up on screen Octopath Traveler, which is now on PC. That's one step closer to Octopath Traveler being available elsewhere, I hope. That game comes to PlayStation 4 because there are a lot of people who need to play that. It's pretty cool. Uh, Tyler is returning now. He hasn't missed much. Uh, I'm not sure about this last Remnant remaster. It said it was available now on Switch. Uh, I'm not sure if that's coming elsewhere. It's already on PS4. Mm, it is. It's uh, Tyler was away from Mike. He said it was. Ar- it's already on PS4. So, yeah, I think the next thing up here, the next big trailer, Dragon Quest Builders 2. Uh, I believe that already has a release date. Uh, there's going to be a demo available also. Yep. Uh, the demo available on June 27th. It's another one of those Dragon Quest Builders games. Yeah, July 12th Yes, is when that comes out. Um, there was a racing game announced at Square yeah. Enix. Different kind of racing game, though. Circuit Superstars, coming in 2020. Kind of a top-down racing thing. Looked neat. Yeah. I love the, like, animations of the pit crews and stuff. It had a cool art style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. No, uh, I'm just going to continue on here with a thing that confused me greatly. Kingdom Hearts 3 DLC. It confused Remind me. Trailer. This game, this DLC is coming this winter. Ugh, very. This confusing. trailer was fucking awful. And and I played Kingdom Hearts. I like Kingdom Hearts three and the, you know the whole franchise. Not this trailer was atrocious. Oddly, mm. silent 
for some reason showing off very spoilery things, but uh, in a way not spoilery because like people. Like Unless you, you saying, fucking know what nothing you're doing. <laughs> like me, a person who is still yeah on Kingdom Hearts 1, no fucking clue what's happening there. Yeah, it was just a bad trailer, man. Mm. Uh, no point in it. But on the back of that, probably one of a trailer that reminded me of things that I feel. Final Fantasy XIV Shadowbringers is a DLC coming out for their MMORPG. God, I wish I stayed playing Final Fantasy XIV because a lot of the story stuff seems rad. There's the audience seems very excited for this. I think there's like two new jobs that they're adding to the game, uh, which are classes in Final Fantasy. Uh, yeah, it, I would. I want to get back. I want to get into Final Fantasy XIV. I just don't know if I have the time for that. Still got to pay a subscription for it, right? Yes. Yeah. But uh, from the sounds of it, they keep adding things like every three months, like there's new stuff. Gotcha. July uh, 2nd. Yes. when that expansion drops. Uh, Dying Light 2 had another trailer here. I mean, we already talked a little bit about that. They didn't show anything terribly new here. No. <laughs> uh, there's remasters for some romancing saga games that are... I think they're coming to mobile, right? right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's another mobile, like this is the mobile section. <laughs> there's a Final Fantasy Brave Exvius War of the Visions game, which connects to Brave Exvius in a way. I don't know. And then, kind of confusing, Square Enix putting out a trailer for a shooter from the Bulletstorm people called Outriders. Mm-hmm. Coming summer 2020, it's a three-player co-op game. Yep. It's a theme of Learned E3. almost nothing from the trailer. No. Other than it's very dark and fiery. Yes. Cool trailer, uh, but yeah, didn't, didn't really say much about it. And then even when the developer from People Can Fly came out, didn't really learn much from that either. Uh, it will be, yeah, three-player co-op story. Maybe a destiny sort of thing. Who knows? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I'm. I <coughs> want to find out more. Yeah, I'm gonna look up this next one because I think it might be a Switch exclusive. Oninaki. Nope, that's on PS4. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. PS4, Switch, and PC. Uh, so yeah, this is uh from Tokyo RPG Factory, made I am Satsuna. Uh. August 22nd is the date for that. They put out a trailer. It looked interesting to me. Yeah. But then some people out there who have who have not been heard by Square Enix for a long time, people who have been ignored, got what they wanted. There's a Final Fantasy VIII remaster coming in 2019. The game that always seems to be skipped over when remasters come around is getting one for... Modern consoles. Mm-hmm. Interest. I. I, Does that I excite you. Yeah. I. I think I'll. I've. I've not played Final Fantasy VIII. Believe it or not. Okay. Wow. Apparently, I've heard things about it that that game is very interesting. Well, I guess I'll find out for myself. Mm-hmm. That Squall, also known as Leon, two people 
who are fans of Kingdom Hearts. I don't know why that all got changed. <laughs> why don't you just call him by his Final Fantasy name? I mean, they have Cloud in Final Fantasy, and they just call him Cloud. Yeah. They have Sephiroth. But Squall? It's the... They... (coughs) That's a word. It is. It's a storm. It's just... mm. Yeah. But it's not There's a theme to Final Fantasy protagonist names. All right. Okay. Ah. And then we got probably... The most disappointing thing to me was the Avengers trailer and just the reveal of that game. It just did nothing for me to sell. In fact, it made me think less of what an Avengers game could be. Yeah. Uh, I'm not super down on the game, but it, it yeah, it, I want to be more excited. I want to feel the excitement of seeing Spider-Man for PS4, but Avengers, and I, I just didn't. You know, I, I guess they, there was some gameplay in that trailer. You know, the game visually looks fine. Some of the character models, I think they look fine. Of course, there's that weird, like... Yeah, there's they a don't disconnect. Look like, <coughs> like the MCU, but... <coughs> Yeah. So yeah, they they came out and talked some details on this. Uh, there will be five heroes available at launch: Captain America, Thor, Hulk, Black Widow, and Iron Man. Almost had it, man. I just thought you'd be able to play Hawkeye. Mm. People were asking. Yeah, people were asking, <laughs> and that must have been really awkward. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a live game. <laughs> With four-player yes. co-op, yes, but apparently not the campaign. Yes, so I guess the campaign and co-op are separate. Who knows what that means for the structure of this game? Right. Uh, you'll apparently be able to customize a growing roster of heroes. All new heroes and regions will be free, yep. and there will be no random loot boxes or pay-to-win. But features. there will be microtransactions. Yes, which I imagine cosmetic stuff, which yes. is cool. So it's fine. Uh, at least they didn't say no microtransactions like some people. Yeah, yeah that is true. That's true. Uh, there will be early beta access to PS4. As well, I think this is like one of the weird ones where like there was PS4 exclusive content like yeah. after people have stopped doing that because it's not cool. Yeah. Um, Probably Spider-Man stuff, maybe. Maybe. We'll see. They showed off Ant-Man, kind of teased him a little bit. Yes. And then gave a date, May 15th, 2020. I don't think they hit that date. I think they do. I think they, they just put out a disappointing game. I, that's unfair. I, I don't know. Yeah, it, so they just didn't show enough to convince me that this is going to be a game I'm going to like playing. Right. Like, I wanted to see a lot more gameplay. Like, show me playing fucking Thor and throwing that hammer or... You know, being Captain America, throwing your shield, beating the shit out of dudes. Like, that's what I want to see. Just be more transparent about the structure of this game. So far, all we know is that... It's confusing. ...that there's a campaign that you play alone, and then there's this other thing that you play. Do you play as these specific heroes, or do you play as someone filling in the shoes of these heroes? Who knows? We don't know that detail yet. Right. 
So the campaign does like story wise, it does sound interesting. Yeah, it's a new um, story. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's all all new, and the Avengers have kind of some new technology. That technology is then stolen out in San Francisco on the West Coast, and uh, bad shit happens. And then the Avengers are basically outlawed. They're they're blamed for all of this, probably death and destruction. And so yeah, that's where that's where it goes. But it that sounds interesting to me. They spoil a pretty big moment. Yeah, Cap dies. He does. Yeah, but he's probably not dead. You're probably you you get to play as Cap. Captain America in this game. Yeah. Exactly. But he dies in the I'm not I just don't know. I don't yeah. know about this thing. Also, um for better or for worse, um they got the actors and actresses, voice actors and actresses that play pretty much everybody in every video game to voice a lot of these characters. Nolan North, Tro- Troy Baker, Travis uh Willingham, Laura Bailey, um, the other guy. <laughs> yeah, I'm forgetting who does Captain America. They're not bad. Obviously, they get a lot of work because they're good at what they do. Um, but they showed a scene between uh, Bruce Banner, played by Troy Baker, and Tony Stark, played by Nolan North. I I was really into what Nolan North was putting putting out. You know, I, I think he's great. Troy Baker, I think, is cool too. But man, it was hard to disconnect Troy Baker from that voice. You know. I don't know. I just, I guess my thing is with video games, I would like to see a little bit more new talent in the voice acting yeah. game. That's all. Because it gets to a point you're like, oh, that's that's this guy. Yeah. When you hear the same voice actor over and over, it's like, yeah. oh, well, hmm, this guy's getting a lot of work lately. Yeah. And there's some great performances from Troy Baker. I don't, I don't want to downplay him. Like, I, I've love him as Joel. He's fantastic mm-hmm. as Joel. He was great as Booker in Bioshock Infinite. Uh, he actually did a really fantastic Joker in Batman Arkham Origins. Uh, he does great stuff, but it's like, man, it's everybody. Everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's one of the weird things. Do you want to be able to recognize one of voice actors in a game? Because at yeah. that point, is it like, are they doing a good job? or yeah. And one thing, you know, we were talking about afterwards is like the MCU actors, that whole cast had a lot of chemistry with each other in mm-hmm. the Avengers movies. These voice actors uh, and actresses have had, they've done a lot of things together. So obviously there's going to be some chemistry and maybe that will make the game come alive a little bit more um, as an ensemble cast. Who knows? We'll see. I, I, there's that's the biggest question mark I have out of E3 is about this game. I was just gonna say that, like, I feel like we didn't know too much about it, and I feel like we're leaving more confused, mm-hmm. and that's not good. <coughs> yeah, I have more questions. That's not a good presentation. Then it gave me more questions than answers. Yeah, I thought Square Enix was great. They obviously started very great. They ended on a pretty big note. They ended on the big property they are working on. Right. Um, I will say, though, if you're not into JRPGs, this was probably a pretty brutal conference to sit through. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of RPGs in there, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's... I mean, they did a good job filling Sony's time slot. 
You know, when, when you take that prime time slot on Monday, you better have some fucking shit to show. And, mm. and they did. I felt like I had good pacing. Definitely way better than the past few years that Square Enix has yeah. done stuff at E3. But that does it for all the conferences. I mean, Nintendo had had a strong showing. Yeah, uh, there's a lot from Nintendo. We don't have to really go over any, everything, but... Yeah, they, they had a good show. They showed a lot of games, and uh, yeah, pretty exciting stuff. They had a lot stuff. of fun that, doing their conference, you can yeah. tell. That, like, the whole thing in the beginning after they did uh, Dragon Quest. <coughs> mm-hmm. Goddamn. With Doug Bowser, bringing him out for the first time. Yeah. With Bowser. Oh, my God. That was so corny and so dumb, but so Nintendo. I loved it. You're not the right Bowser for this presentation. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, they, they had some bombs. But also, Nintendo is fucking into it with the Switch. You know, they're they're you know the Switch has been out for a few years now. Of course, they're going to have a lot to show, you know. Microsoft and Sony, they're they're a little bit, uh, you know, obviously in transition. They might mm-hmm. not have as much. So, of course, Nintendo, I feel, has a great lineup. And, man, Switch is stacked. Yeah, this year. it is. I'll say that. Um, how do you feel, before we get into our top games, how do you feel about Sony not being there in their presence? It left a huge gap that I don't think was entirely filled. It was felt, for sure. I also think Sony was very smart for not doing one, though. Mm-hmm. I'll say that. I honestly don't know what they would have shown. Yeah, like me too. Because a lot, I, I have a feeling a lot of their games are targeted for the next generation of consoles. Yeah, they definitely seem like they're trying to set themselves up. And so, yeah, I think they're very smart for not doing one. I liked Microsoft's show, but you know they didn't have a ton of like really huge stuff yeah it's, even third party i feel like next year is going to be huge for a lot of those uh studios that they acquired absolutely yeah. yes yeah and i think we'll start seeing you know some new stuff from sony's first parties as well next year uh next year will be a pretty big year if sony returns back to it i also think like sony getting out with that wired article like just now seeing what microsoft had like that was a pretty genius move in a weird way to get out there because now with Microsoft's console, it's like, yeah, like it's it's pretty much the same as what Sony's doing. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Sony. uh, I mean, I would have loved that they were there, but I feel they, they, as we get away from the C3, they've made smart moves when at the time, maybe we didn't really realize it. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, overall, probably a decent show from what we can expect the year before new consoles coming out. Yeah, definitely. Like, don't get me wrong. There's a ton of games I'm looking forward to, mm-hmm. but just none of those like holy fucking shit sort of things. Yeah, I think the closest we got to kind of a surprise big announcement. <coughs> was a sequel to Breath of the Wild. Yeah. I don't think anyone expected that. Yeah, it, and so. it looks like it's going in a very different direction. Oh, yeah. I'm excited. All right. Um, what Do we want to do top five games first before we get into the 
bombed predictions? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah, let's do that. Mm. All right. Yep. Do we? Do you just want to go through all five each? Sure. Yeah. All right. So all five of mine: um, Outer Worlds, Final Fantasy VII remake, Watch Dogs Legion, Death Loop, and most of- Doom Eternal. Best showing, I think. Honestly, I loved what they showed of Doom Eternal. It got me super pumped for that game. Yeah. I have a pretty similar list. <coughs> Number five, Deathloop. Very excited for that. Looked very cool. Number four, Watch Dogs Legion. Three, Cyberpunk 2077. Two, Doom Eternal. Number one, for me, maybe a little shocking, but Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, really? I, actually I was so blown away by what I saw at that. And the more that I think about it, the more I'm just very excited for that game. I'm excited for you to experience that. It's going to be, hmm, that's going to be weird because I have played it, you haven't, and we're both probably going to play the remake. Yeah, definitely. I wonder how that's going to play for both of us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, throwing out a few others quick. Um, I'm interested in Star Wars Fallen Order. Mm-hmm. I think it could be cool. Excited for Outer Wilds. Uh, Ori in the Will of the Wisps looks amazing. Uh, only on Xbox PC though. Halo Infinite. That trailer got me very excited. I just once again wish we would have saw a little something. And then um, I'm jacked for Link's Awakening remake. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited for uh, Cyberpunk too. I I just feel like we didn't learn anything from this year's presentation at all. Like they just tried to woo us with Keanu Reeves, yeah. which worked for a lot of people. But I'm like, eh, it's Keanu Reeves. He's he's a cool guy, but that doesn't tell me much about your game. Mm-hmm. Um. Other than it's very expensive. Yeah. Uh, There's a lot of very expensive games looking at that list. Star Wars is very expensive. <laughs> um, Watch Dogs, I imagine, yeah. it's probably expensive, too. Yeah. I'm excited for Animal Crossing as well. Yeah. Disappointed it's not this year, but... Yeah, I it's probably wait. for the best. Nintendo kind of spoke out about Crunch. Yeah. And not... Uh, crunching to kill themselves to get that game out. They said, why not? Yeah. Let's push it. I think it makes sense. It's still within their fiscal year as well, I think. I think mm-hmm. Nintendo still operates that way. Um, yeah. I'm excited for Luigi's Mansion 3 yeah. as well. That game looks cool. Oh, yeah. boy. I'm not... For some reason, I'm just... I'm not as excited for Borderlands 3 as I thought I would be at this point. Really? Yeah. I've been hearing things that it's like, yo, know, this is, it doesn't do too much different than Borderlands 2. Mm. Gotcha. Which is like, <laughs> I guess that makes sense. It's a very, it, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I'll play Borderlands 3, but we'll, I, I just wish there was more to it than, hey, this is just more Borderlands. Yeah. But that's what a lot of people want, so I can't blame them for making that. Yeah getting these predictions oh god yeah yeah let's get into them all right let's go down you first oh, yeah go, go ahead embarrass me go down you um we had eight predictions so here we go yeah we did <laughs> watchdogs legions opens the show with being hacked and launches september 10th that nope. was you none of that i will give you 
a third of a point, though. Okay. It did open the show from a video game standpoint. Three, Final Fantasy VII Remake closes the show, nope. but launches in Q1 2020. I'll I think give I get you, a half point for that. I'll give you a half a point for that. There will be a new mobile game released, and it's Dishonored. Nope. Cyberpunk 2077 comes out November 25th, 2019. Nope. <coughs> Randy Pitcher makes an ass of himself. He did Borderlands 3 is not I don't think Microsoft he was even stage. there. I don't think so either. But Borderlands 3 was on Microsoft stage. Doom Eternal opens the show. Comes out October 29th. None of that. Nope. <coughs> Marvel's Avengers consoles and controllers revealed. Nope. Didn't see that. Sega ports a Total War game. Nope. Console. That was really hopeful, though. I They've never done that before. So out of eight points, you get point eight three. Yep. <laughs> All right, for me. I think this is like the worst year ever I've had for predictions. Doom Eternal closes the show with a demo and launches October 18th. I think I get half a point. Yeah. Marvel's Avengers closes a show, launches 2020, original six Avengers. I got all of that right, except for the original six. So, I'm going to get me .66. Okay. Final Fantasy VII opens the show with an extensive trailer and a currently in development status. It opened the show. That's it. Um, I mean, at this point, you've already beaten me. <laughs> Wolfenstein Youngblood... Gameplay demo opens Bethesda's show and they tease Wolfenstein 3. No. Cyberpunk 2077 demo for five minutes, 2020 release. Uh, they didn't really demo the game. No. But 2020 release. Yeah. Xbox hardware talked about, maybe some specifications, but no date or an actual box. Five games on hardware or cross-gen. So they talked about it. They talked about some specs. They didn't show the date. Or no, they did give a... They gave a window. Okay, so, uh, so I'm wrong there. They didn't show the actual box. Five games for the new console or cross-gen. They I'm going to say, say no to that one. That. Yeah, the only one that we truly know is Halo Infinite. So, I don't know. How many parts? How many points do you want to beat me by, honestly? Yeah. Come on. I don't know. I'm just going to... Kingdom Hearts 3 DLC shown, but no Disney tie-in. 2019 release date. Wasn't really... I'm not going to count that trailer as a DLC being shown. It was awful. 2019 release date. Yeah, they said. Winter. And a new Nier game from Platinum for 2020. Nope. Yokotaro did not make an appearance. No. He did not. Not at all. Which makes next year even more interesting. Yeah. I'm just counting. Yeah, uh, obviously, a lot of my predictions, very wrong. Uh, but I go for it. I try to do stuff that, if it if it comes true, that is super exciting. I don't like boring predictions. Boring predictions, Why do you, why would you even make them? Why would you care about a boring prediction? 
I mean, Tyler, he's counting it up. It, he doesn't need to do this. You can just look at the list there and know that he beat me. So, out of eight points, I got 2.57. And I got less than a point. You know, I played a win. That's fine. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, still, both of us got a lot wrong. Yeah. Which is what's going to happen if you want to make bold predictions and... <laughs> Have fun with this because I don't think it's fun if you're like if you do like obvious bullshit. We have a friend who likes to make very vague yes. predictions and it's super fucking boring. Something from Gears of War. Okay. What? <laughs> you know? Gotta have some meat on the bone. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people yeah, it's sometimes yeah, it's you get you get it wrong more times than you get it right when but it's still a fun thing to do. We'll probably do it again next year. It'll be very interesting next year. I have, Absolutely. Oh, God. Next year's going to be wild. I think I already made some predictions about the next generation of consoles. At some point, those predictions have left my mouth, but we'll make them official here next year. <laughs> but, Tyler, that's E3 2019 yeah. in the books. There are a couple events strewn throughout the rest of the year. Of course, Gamescom. Paris Games Week. Who knows if there'll be a PlayStation experience this year? I doubt it. I don't know. I don't know what... If they're not at E3, what would they show at a PlayStation experience? Um, yeah. I don't know. There's also QuakeCon, which they're labeling a part of it DoomCon, yeah. because it's the 25th anniversary of Doom this year. Wow. That's it. E3 is here, and it happened... And now it's gone. And pretty soon we'll be doing Game of the Year lists again. <laughs> Probably, because Jesus Christ, we're halfway through June already. Yeah. A lot of games coming later than usual that will probably be in contention for Game of the Year this year. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, we're going to have our hands full come Q4 yeah. 2019. I think September has, uh, September 10th, Gears 5, if you're excited for that. September 13th, Borderlands 3. September 17th, Destiny 2 Shadowkeep. September 20th, Zelda Link's Awakening. Hmm. What the fuck? What the fuck, man? Outer Worlds in Modern Warfare are out the same day. Star Wars and Pokemon are out the same day. There, you know, Death Stranding's there gets out the point. week after Pokemon. <sighs> week before. Or week before Pokemon, yeah. Yep. Doom What's Eternal's it? out the week after Pokemon. Yeah. So, yeah. Your wallets will be crying and probably bleeding <coughs> this year. There's a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I think that's going to do it for us. Uh, we're not really... I don't really have much to talk about games I've been playing. Like No. I mean, we, you and I started doing some Resident Evil. Yeah. Probably play a little bit more of that. Yeah. That's a good game. It is. Probably talk about more in more detail, I guess, next week. Yeah. We'll get back to you next week with a normal episode of this show. But yeah, it's been good. Uh, if you need to talk with us about anything, you can do that via email at PlayStationReportPodcast at gmail.com. I promise I will start checking the spam folder before the shows because sometimes when you're a first-time emailer to a... I don't know. For some reason, shit gets put in spam folders that shouldn't be. Yeah. 
it's weird. We got a weird thing today from some Chinese company that is most definitely spam. Uh, but yeah, I'll keep a better eye on that. You need to. You could also find us on Twitter at PS Report Podcast. You can find me at the Arctic Sloth. You can find Tyler and his YouTube channel at Plugged On Vids. Did you ever find out what was up with those uploads? That Microsoft video could not get. It actually told me that it could not finish processing, and so it just didn't happen. Wow. Uploaded the Ubisoft Square Enix video like that. Went up way quicker than usual. Went up completely fine. Huh. So, yeah, we made a video on Microsoft and Bethesda for Plugged On, and two times in a row, processing stuck in 95% and would not go beyond that. So, I don't know what happened that video at this point's kind of useless kind of canned so yeah that that was frustrating yeah all right well we'll talk to y'all next week until then be good to each other play your video games and have a good time